0: The Art of Learning by Josh Waitzkin One sentence summary The Art of Learning explains the science of becoming a top performer based on Josh Waitzkin's personal rise to the top of the chess and tai chi world by showing you the right mindset, proper ways to practice and how to build the habits of a professional. My favorite quote from the author is Growth comes at the expense of previous comfort or safety. Josh Waitzkin I first learned about Josh Waitzkin from Tim Ferriss who not only had him on his podcast a couple times, but also tried to learn Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu under his guidance in an episode of his TV show The Tim Ferriss Experiment. Josh is incredibly passionate about learning itself, more so than about any particular skill field or industry. That also explains how he could just quit chess at the age of 23 in spite of being one of the most promising players of all time and jump straight into martial arts. In 2008, he wrote this book to share what he's learned about what it takes to become a top performer, regardless of whether you're particularly talented or not. Here are three lessons about the secrets of top performance. 1. If you want to win, you have to lose first. 2. Don't turn distractions into excuses, use them to get better. 3. Improve your recovery rate with high intensity interval training. Committed to kicking the words as in something? Let's look at the lessons learned from lead performers. The Art of Learning Lesson 1 Losing comes before winning, not just in the dictionary. This answers the question what is the straightest path to top performance? When Josh was 10 years old he started to play in adult chess tournaments. For the first time he started actually losing a bunch of matches. Of course Josh was frustrated. But it was only through this frustration that he found a major flaw in his chess skills. He couldn't concentrate long enough to compete in serious tournaments. Adult chess matches are twice as long as the one in children's leagues, so Josh started working on his endurance. The only way to get better is to compete with people who are better than you. But competing against better people always means losing. This makes losing a necessary precursor of winning. However. Especially when it comes to children, we are very focused on a mindset of non-competition today. The answer is somewhere in the middle. Losing too much is bad, but so is not losing at all. When you or your kid lose in something that's important to you, do this. First, remember that it's okay to be disappointed. Two, be proud of yourself for showing up in the first place. And third, identify where to improve in the short term. Always use failure to set new short-term goals which fuel a long-term goal and you'll never get discouraged from any particular loss. The Art of Learning, Lesson 2 Stay in the soft zone to accept distractions and perform in spite of them. This answers the question, how can I deal with distractions during practice? Sometimes it gets really loud in the cafe I usually work in these days. Business meetings, students venting about their latest exam, loud coffee makers... On some days it feels very distracting and I get annoyed, because it feels like the world won't let me focus. Josh would call this being in the heart zone. Our anger takes over and we can't perform at the level we're used to. But in reality, great performers can also deliver when conditions aren't ideal. For example, soccer players have to be able to execute a free kick or penalty even when thousands of people are raging in the stands around them. If you embrace distractions instead and learn to perform while they're present, you get better at being in the soft zone. In this state, you can ignore or even use disruptions to build mental resilience and make your brain stronger. For example, Josh once lost an important chess match because he had a catchy song stuck in his head. Learning from the loss, he started practicing at home with music playing, eventually aligning his thoughts with the rhythm. This worked so well that he started singing songs in his head before tournaments on purpose so he could trigger this new flow state. The art of learning, lesson 3. High intensity interval training will cut your recovery rate down fast. This answers the question, what is the good method for training? If you're a runner or do cardio on a regular basis, you might have heard of high intensity interval training before. Short bursts of very tough exercise are followed by a brief period of recovery time. For example, if you are running laps on a track you could run one lap at your regular pace, then sprint as fast as you can for 10 seconds when you reach the start-finish line and finish the rest of the lap at your normal pace again. The more you repeat this process, the quicker your heart rate returns to its base level and the longer it takes for it to reach really high levels. Whether you're big on sports or not, integrating some form of high-intensity interval training into your schedule will be well worth your time. Researchers at the Human Performance Institute have found that this skill translates from physical to mental and will help you reduce stress and recharge after exhausting your mental capacities. My personal takeaways from the Art of Learning for 2017. Okay, I have... Two more add ons, and I came up with a third one as I was reading one of the lessons. So, first of all, let me piggyback on that last point high intensity interval training. The sprinting example is actually something I've used personally while I was running. I would always uh, jog or run to a park at the city where I was living, and there was a track that was, it just said you would go in circles. And then I ran several laps on that. Uh, on that track and sometimes i would try to challenge myself so i would say okay if i hit the the halfway mark the where half the lap is over i just start dashing and there's a straight line and there's another mark and i will dash from mark to mark so might have been i don't know 100 yards so i will dash and then i will reduce the pace again and then i will dash again and so on and so forth until i can't do it anymore and then i do it every other lap So then I would reduce the frequency of the um, high-intensity interval. So uh, it's definitely true that this helps you both um, in in both ways in terms of your relaxing, recharging period is shorter because you go back to base faster because your body gets used to being up and down, up and down. And it also, of course, over time, over several sessions, will take longer for you to reach that state where you're like... (sighs) okay i can't do it anymore because you build up endurance on the other end of the of your um, performance spectrum too so but you might not do sports or not a lot of sports but i I think you can do this in your regular day-to-day too and one way i do this is by running up the stairs so when i have several flights of stairs i need to take say like three or four flights sometimes i will sprint you know like take two steps at a time and so on to move up the stairs really fast and then it gives a very short burst during, uh, throughout my day where it's like, whew, okay, I can tell my heart rate is elevated. Um, I gotta calm down again, break a mini sweat. Uh, but that's a really cool way to, if you're just, for example, at work or at the office to sort of have this mini high intensity interval throughout your day. The other thing I would like to talk about and give two more examples for are the soft zone and the hard zone. And what Josh is talking about there specifically is something called selective attention. And I don't exactly remember which book this example came from, but journalists have this. And journalists are usually very good at this because if you imagine working at a newspaper office, it's very crowded. It's very loud. People are on the phone all the time. Um, they have to research. People are hitting up their coworkers all the time for, "Do you have this info?" Hey, where the where this bit go, and so on. It's very hectic. But journalists have to write articles, so they have to sit in the mid of in the midst of all this chaos and focus on the screen and type and work. So, journalists. So, if you think of a journalist and what kind of insane pit of distraction distractions they're in most of the time. Uh, eventually they will get really good at focusing in distracting places so and even if you're not a journalist what you can do is sort of replicate what i sometimes do or actually often do when i'm at school it's similar Uh, but go to a cafe every once in a while and just try to do something something productive there but be okay with all the distractions like you hear the coffee maker there might be a tv playing in the background people next to you on the table are talking and so on so The better you learn to get into the zone with distractions around, the better you'll perform when there aren't any around. And another example I have, and I can't quite scrape this together, I think, is from basketball. You know how in basketball they're doing free throws and the uh, the opposite team's fans are behind the stands? They will try to distract the basketball player with these wiggle thingies and these blown-up... noise making things and so on so they will try to distract the player uh, by wiggling them but over time as players get used to it this actually helps them target because they can align sort of the basket with the audience in the background making this this wiggling noise and it actually helps them because i think because the basket is still it helps them see the basket more clearly when the background is moving so that's very funny because actually it's a distraction tactic but the real pros the great basketballers it helps them actually focus. So they've learned to deal with this distraction and actually um, use it to improve their, their accuracy for throwing free throws. So I hope those gave some interesting background. Josh Waitskin, cool dude, check him out. Um, I think you can find some stuff on YouTube. He has several podcasts with Tim Ferris that you can listen to. Really cool guy. Um, I hope you enjoyed this summary and I hope you'll apply this to whatever you will learn next.